2: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of CNJRadio.com. Okay, yes, it is now time for the long awaited Rock and Rank Super Special, Spectacular, Best of 1991, the Best Albums of 1991 i'll uh, refine that title at some point you know as soon as i post this episode but you get the idea we're going back 30 years ago yes i was alive 30 years ago i was mostly 12 years old in 1991 i was just starting junior high school uh, and oh what a painful time it was but i'm not going to reflect on that part too much i like to reflect on the music i might throw in some personal stories here and there just to kind of you know Put the icing on and put some sprinkles on it, however you take your dessert. But yeah, let's get into it. So when I did the odds and ends episodes, you know, a few episodes back, go back three episodes from this one if you want the full 1991 experience here via Rock Strikes 10. I recommend it. Uh, They'll get you going for this episode. I said that I was going to maybe do a top 40 or 50. I am deciding to do a top 60 speaking of junior high school when i was going to junior high school 70 was considered passing i believe it's been bumped down to 60 because of funding and curves and anything else uh, to keep us stupid but yes when i was in school at that time 70 was considered passing a little higher standard a little higher standard and uh, overall music i think in 1991 as far as the mainstream goes still some decent stuff getting through to the mainstream Still really not a fan of the top 40 or whatever, you know, in pop music. But, you know, like I said, the occasional awesome thing would get through. I I got real amped up for this episode. I watched uh, on YouTube the MTV Year in Rock for 1991, which, you know, actually a pretty decent special. I'd recommend a viewing of it. You know, I remember watching it when it happened. I used to record all the Year in Rocks, and I have them all somewhere still in my vaults. But, you know, yeah, I'm just getting all psyched up, like, what was going on. Uh, you know, and I still couldn't come up with a real witty intro. So, yeah, I was going to say, you know, yeah, I was going to junior high, but I swear that I don't have a gun. And the thunder rolls. Okay, anyway, so that there you go. Some cutting room floor action. Let's get into the countdown here. Uh, full disclosure, unlike most radio hosts on satellite podcasting or otherwise, I am publicly stating I am using Wikipedia strictly for the release date, which I am told sometimes they don't even get that accurate. But I'm going to go ahead and go with it. That's the only thing I'm using here. Maybe some producer credits here and there. Yes, I will totally be. I'm just going to use that little tab, you know, where it says Studio Album by so-and-so. And it's got the tail of the tape. That's all I'm using. Everything else is straight out of my brain right here. So, like I said, we're going to do a top 60. This is Rock Strikes 10. But as you know and as rock and roll started as a hybrid of country and r&b stole that from the year in rock uh but you're gonna not just hear straight up rock acts here in 1991 because i feel that a lot of certain subgenres, uh most notably rap and hip-hop uh did have a absolute freaking banner year in 1991 and i'll get more into that later but i promise you these are quality albums that i'm spotlighting here of course mostly rock but like i said rock and roll Is a state of mind, as I've always said, and someone else probably said it way before me or Heraclitus or Shakespeare or somebody. Okay, are we getting to this countdown finally? Yes, we are. So, yes, it's the 90s. Let's have ADD brain. All right. So, real quick, full disclosure, before we get into the countdown, do not be offended how low, uh, you know, your favorite album from 1991 is, or if your favorite album from 1991 isn't even included on here. Never mind! I talked about that one already. Uh, But like I said, these all get a passing grade as far as the rock and Rank system. They all ranked 70 or higher. I think actually 74 or 5 might even be the lowest score on these records. So, some damn good records. So, you know, honestly, 60 through 40, almost the exact same point. Just kind of my personal preference. Just kind of how I was feeling it. Just kind of shuffling the songs around. I tried to make it as scientific and as personal as possible because it's my list. But, you know, as I like to do, I'm a podcast dude. You know, uh, start strong, end strong, right? So I feel like this was a good strong one to start off with. This is a little bit of an obvious song if you're from the time like I am. But coming in at number 60 is a band that, uh, you know, definitely peaked commercially here on their fourth studio album. And it came out right at the beginning of 1991. Now, I remember right at the tail end of the last, you know, quarter of 1990... Seeing this band just, uh, speaking of MTV, I saw them show up just out of nowhere one day, debuting at number one on Dial MTV. I'm like, who the hell are these guys? And at the same time, the Black Crows had come out, and I was like, these guys sound just like the Black Crows. Now, uh, definitely not a coincidence, as both bands are from Atlanta, Georgia, and both bands, have I think, have shared members here and there early on in their career. So it makes sense. Uh, But yeah, this band, Driving and Crying, their album here, Fly Me Courageous, comes out on January 8th, 1991, an album produced by Jeff Workman, who is a British man who has a lot of good credits, mostly as an engineer, but he has a really good sounding record here with Driving and Crying, and this is definitely their hard rock album. Now, Driving and Crying, they existed back in the mid-80s, and they still are active now as a band, so if you're a fan of this band and you haven't seen them lately, you can probably catch them at some point live. So, pretty cool. They've been around 35 years still kicking it. Much respect. And, uh, you know, this was a fun album to go through here. Not too bad at all. And no complaints, really, honestly. So, here you go. Coming in at number 60 and kicking off our epic six parter of the best albums of 1991. This is Driving and Crying with the title track from their album Fly Me Courageous. <laughs> Kicking off the show here today and the top 60 albums of 1991, that was Driving and Crying with Fly Me Courageous from the album of the same name. Now, coming in at number 59, a band that is referenced on one of my favorite Denko Jones songs. Although I didn't play favorites and bump him in here for that reason, but you know, the fandom doesn't hurt to, you know, kind of skew my opinion maybe just a little bit. But in the song First Date, he's like, You like Super Chunk and Joan Jett. Now, Joan Jett's album from 1991 actually did not make the cut here in the top 60 albums, but Super Chunk just made it in with their second album that came out on October 30th, 1991. The album called No Pocky for Kitty. Chris will probably know what that means. Uh, Yes, Japanese reference there. Uh, But yeah, you know, I, I kind of never really gave Super Chunk a chance ever uh, it's a name that I always saw, but I never picked up their stuff. It's definitely overtly decent uh, indie pop rock, you know, with that, you know, quote unquote grunge feel to it, college rock. A Steve Albini produced album to boot. And uh, yeah, not bad. Like I said, I enjoyed their debut album, but I think their second album is better because they made the cut here this time around. Uh, the, you know, I don't believe that they were on the uh, top 90 of 90 super chunk. But yeah, so there you go. A little sophomore success right here. So to represent this album, here's a standout track right here. Here is Super Chunk. The song is called Cast Iron. Definitely letting their inner hoosker do come out right there in that track. Another reason why I like that track so much. But there you go. That was Super Chunk with Cast Iron from their album, No Pocky for Kitty, the 59th best album of 1991, according to me, myself, and I. Moving over to number 58, a band from California, a little punk rock band here, uh, on their debut album, scoring here with a pretty decent record. And a little shout out here to a longtime friend of the show, Tino Fella. I know you're a fan of this band. And uh, I'm glad to have them on here. So a little bonus here. Uh, yes, the band Pennywise uh, coming out hot with their debut. Good enough for number 58 here on my top 60 of 1991. A self-produced album to boot. And yeah, it says it came out on October 22nd, 1991, just to be all wiki. And uh, I definitely wanted to play this song to represent the debut album here by Pennywise. Weirdly enough, the first time I ever heard this song was via a cover version of it. Uh, The Vandals actually recorded this song on their excellent album, Hitler Bad, Vandals Good, about eight years after this album came out. Uh, So I recommend checking out that version as well. But here is the OG version right here. Coming in at number 58, the self-titled record by Pennywise, their debut album with this song right here, and a, a good song for your debut. It's called Come Out Fighting.
1: i Prepare
2: Right, there you go some Pennywise right there with come out fighting from their debut self-titled record right there good stuff there all right moving on we're at number 57 i really have to keep count here i, I should be writing these down or have a little check thing but i'm not doing that so i just gotta be real careful and maybe like before i hit record every time i just go zigzy 59 okay uh but yes coming in at number 57 in my top 10 favorite songwriters of all time this guy right here Nobody paints a picture quite like this guy, for the most part. Uh, The late, great Warren Zevon, he put out a very unnotable album in 1991 called Mr. Bad Example. I didn't hear anything about this when it was out. I was not in the fandom of Warren at this point, but as far as I know, the album didn't do great. But it's still a pretty damn good record, and like I said, uh, it's mostly just about the lyrics for me and Warren. Uh, You know, the music on it's pretty good uh it it's weird it skews from like almost like angry rock to like country. Uh so there's a lot of variety on this record in a sense. And the album came out here it says on October 15th, 1991, produced by Wadi Wachtel. So I I've seen that name forever for decades and I know that he's collaborated a lot with like Keith Richards. And if you ever see like live footage of Stevie Nicks, he's usually playing guitar, so he's kind of a friend to everybody. And uh, I'm not going to give it away. There's a guest star on the track that I'm using to represent this album right here. So see if you can guess the mysterious background singer right here on this track. So to represent the Mr. Bad Example album is this song right here. It's called Heartache Spoken Here. Enjoy. When I was young, the sky was filled with
3: stars. I watched them burn out one by one I've had my share Of disappointing love affairs And I'm no stranger To disillusionment Little darling If you need a helping hand If you need someone You can count on me And I will understand Heartache spoken here I know a thing or two about heartbreak and tears So come on down, we'll talk about it Heartache spoken here Heartache spoken here I know a thing or two about heartbreak and tears So come on down, we'll talk about it Heartache spoken here A house of cards A castle made of sand Don't take much to blow away Rows and rows Broken hearts and broken homes So much sadness See it every day, little darling If you need a helping hand If you need someone You can count on me And I will understand Heartache spoken here I know a thing or two about heartbreak and tears so come on down, we'll talk about it, heartache spoken here. Well, heartache spoken here. I know a thing or two about heartbreak and tears. So come on down, we'll talk about it, heartache spoken here. I know. So come on down, we'll talk about it Heartache spoken here Come on down, we'll talk about it Heartache
2: spoken here Right, good stuff right there. That was Warren Zevon along with uh, what I consider to be an unmistakable voice right there, the great Dwight Yoakam helping out there on background vocals and performing on that track there. Hardik spoken here. Hope you enjoyed that. Okay, we're moving all the way over to the number 56 album and something completely different as will happen a lot here on the top albums of 1991 with some British hard rock courtesy of the almighty this is another band that I'm not super familiar with their catalog. I've heard a few albums here and there. Uh, but every time I listen to them, I'm like, they're a pretty damn good band. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely know them kind of via the Alice Cooper connection because uh, Pete Friesen, who played guitar for Alice for quite a few years, uh, wound up being a replacement guitarist in the band at one point and Even on the Brutally Live DVD, he's like, From the Almighty, Pete Friesen, you know, in Wayne's world. Because he's one of the guys, he's that guy in the band that actually says something besides Alice. Uh, But anyway, before Pete was even in that band, the Almighty was doing pretty damn well. They got some good gigs. And I know they were doing good in their native England. Uh, But yeah, you know, I never heard this album when it was out, but I do dig it now. Enough to definitely make it into the countdown here. Kind of burying the lead here. The album itself is called Soul Destruction. It came out on March 30th, 1991, and produced by Duran Duran's own Andy Taylor, believe it or not. Andy actually has a few production credits here and there, but yeah. That was a nice surprise right there, and uh, I definitely recommend. There's like a killer deluxe version of this, uh, you know, on the Spotify's of the world and stuff like that, so if you dig this track, check it out. Once again, the album is called Soul Destruction by the Almighty, and here's a song from that album that I like quite a bit. It's called Bandaged Knees.
1: I'm happy with the hand that you've been dealt. The bells are told. As a season on bandaged knees, God help
2: me. The Almighty right there with bandaged knees. Hope you enjoyed that. Alright, moving over to number 55. Proof that I am taking this countdown very seriously and not just playing favorites. I, you know, I... Made a joke and I've also did a whole episode about the fact that Nevermind is not on this list. Uh, But I'm really struggling not to play favorites and rank them too high up there. So I ranked this one strictly based on the points that I gave it. A self-produced album that came out on October 1st of 1991. And really the beginning of a new phase, a new chapter in this artist's career. Because he had a lot of them. This was definitely the beginning of one of them. Yes, one of my all-time favorites, Prince came out with his 13th official studio album called Diamonds and Pearls, debuting his latest act and latest band, the New Power Generation. Like, you know, definitely trying to call what the 90s were going to be with, uh, you know, more R&B, more hip-hop influence for sure. Uh, you know, slick production. Not that Prince did never have stellar production, but even that Almighty song I just played, I mean, that uh, production-wise takes me back immediately to late 80s, early 90s. And it definitely releases some sort of nostalgic endorphin machine for me. But, yeah, you know, the same kind of thing. I I don't think the album has aged extremely well. I, you know, like, you know, there's a handful of those really good singles on there. And there's a handful of deep cuts that I do like on this album. But it's not my favorite Prince record. Really not even close. But, you know, there's some, there's a few burners on there. And I'm going to go with an obvious track on here. This was the lead single and uh, this one, I always dig. I always turn it up when it comes on. So I got to include it here. So here's Prince and the new Power Generation. Definitely some extra credit needs to go to Tony M and Rosie Gaines on this song for sure. Because they are definitely on this song. Uh, you know, it probably threw a lot of people off. Me included that Prince was using other people to even just sing on his records. Like and be heavily featured. But here you go. Like I said, you cannot front on this song. This is a great one. This is one of Prince's all-time greats right here. This is Get Off!
1: Line. Drinking,
4: the scope this. I was just thinking, you trust me? What a ride! If you was thinking the same, we could continue outside. Lay your pretty body against the pocket meter, strip
1: your dress down like I was stripping a of balls I'm enjoyed. Let me show you, baby, I'm a talented boy. To eat. I'm a
4: toy, I don't serve ribs. You better be happy that dress is still on. I heard the rip when you sat down. Honey, them hips is gone. But that's alright, I, I
1: clock them that way. Mind me of something James used to say. I like them fat, I like
4: them proud. You gotta have a mother for me. Now move your big ass round this way so I can work on that zipper, big night you're a star seem like I'm usually playing this joint?
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: hate this funk shit. I
4: have to charge you extra.
2: What'd you expect?
4: For a freshman. Pat Boone. What are you? My father? Yeah, I'm your
5: father. We'll put some clothes on.
4: You're hilarious.
3: Go stick your head in that speaker. We'll be screaming. Play that funky music,
1: white boy.
4: The screaming part, I believe.
2: All right, there you go. Prince and the new Power Generation raving it up there with Get Off. like that song so much. I even have the maxi CD single with all the different remixes on it and stuff like that. So it's great. I love it. All right, coming in at number 54, another great artist right here. A true artist. Uh, a guy that doesn't give a shit about what people think of him and he just makes the music that he wants to. Sometimes people respond to it. Sometimes they don't. And uh, majorly prolific, much like Prince in the sense of not getting the credit. Uh, But, you know, his first album had come out in 1979. And he put out his 11th studio album here in 1991. So, like I said, I was 12 years old in 1991. So he's basically averaging an album a year. Plus touring. I mean, the guy's a beast. And uh, I love me some Joe Jackson. And honestly, when I approached this record for possible inclusion on The Countdown, I wasn't expecting much. Because I know he was already in his experimental phase. But honestly pulling back on some of the experimental stuff and you could tell he definitely was attempting to make an accessible pop record uh, with some rock influence as well so you know it's not a bad record maybe a little forced uh, but i know that this album didn't do well enough for him to really want to make any kind of pop music for the longest time i think he took at least a decade off uh, from making any kind of pop music at that point and Uh, that, that's what I, I seem to recall that I read a book about him once and he was like, yeah, I just had, I think he said he even had writer's block after that. He didn't want to write anything after that, but this album, laughter and lust, not too bad. It's, it's not, uh, one of the heavily recommended Joe Jackson albums, I would say, but I I thought it was a decent listen. So good enough to make it here at number 54 on the list. Like I said, the album was called laughter and lust. Came out on April 30th, 1991, co-produced by Joe Jackson and Ed Reunisdahl. Uh But yeah, this is the kickoff track right here and pro- probably the best song on here. So I'm going to go with it. This is called Obvious Song.
4: Got caught one day with a gun in his hand. When a boy said, okay, get him up in the air You're too young to live like this, but you ain't too fast to die Just another foot soldier in a stupid little war Another sound bite on the American scene Caught between the supplier on the dream and the money The demand of the man with money who needs a little house to dream So we starve all the teachers and recruit all the Marines Come, we don't even know what that means It's obvious And the walls are coming down Between the eagle and the dove You don't have to be a hippie to believe in love That's obvious It's obvious
2: All right, there goes some joe jackson with obvious song from his 1991 offering laughter and lust hope you enjoyed that moving over to number 53 i believe that's where we're at right now but yeah i feel like i'm keeping pretty decent count here so i'm gonna say yes yeah, this is number 53 this album came out on june 18th 1991 it was self-produced along with co-producers prince paul sam severe john gamble dante ross and kmd yes we are getting into our first hip-hop record here of 1991 with third base and their second and last album to date derelicts of dialect and like i said man you're gonna hear some rap music on this countdown but uh i really do believe that this probably is the last great year honestly in my opinion it's the last great year of rap albums as a whole uh, the genre as a whole. There's a lot of great hybrid stuff going on, a lot of cool collaborations going on, and they just—they're making good records at this point. It's not just a singles-driven industry like it's become now, you know. So that's my opinion. But you know, I enjoy this record. It's fun, and you know, it's—it's it's a lot of East Coast bands. You know, like you know, there's that war you know that supposedly always was going on, but uh, the East Coast bands—they seem to make more interesting albums proof positive really honestly like i guess the most successful rap album if not one of the most successful rap albums of 1991 was nwa's second album debuted at number one in the whole thing uh but i just don't think it's that good of a record it's got a couple of songs on there but otherwise i think it's kind of weak uh the stuff that these bands were doing over on the east coast got, honestly kind of taking the template of what the bc boys did with paul's boutique and what de la soul did with three feet high and rising I think it's like, hey, let's construct some really listenable records. And I think a lot of these bands really stepped up and did that. Third Bass was one of them. Uh, They even had their little moment in the sun here with this song, which I am going to use to feature this album because it's just super fun. And, you know, just one of those cases where it's just fun sampling. It's not like making the sample the song like what Puff Daddy did later on. It's just uh, you know it's just a fun usage of the samples. There's multiple samples on here which you should definitely listen for. so even if you don't like the genre, half the fun is listening for the samples. am I right? Uh, so yeah, here you go. Here's uh, one of the ultimate hater tracks of all time. Third bass with Pop goes the weasel.
1: Let's all sing.
5: Pop goes the weasel) <laughs> And the week. See the empty pocket needs a refill I got a squad with a list of complainers I should have started rape Rappers against phony entertainers So we can make it known that we won't get swayed It's 91, son, so something's gotta change Getting paid pedal sneakers and soda pop Pop, pop, pop. pop goes the weasel is drawers drop, drop. Drop, drop, drop Why not take your top ten pop head? Fix the music and make sense, this rhyme's fit I guess it's the fact that you can't be autistic Intricate raps becoming so simplistic I got a strong mind that doesn't have to be spoon-fed And I can read Or doesn't have to be Bread. So some stay a letter written feed, but legally licked, you go the ways of the weasel. The weasel, pop pop goes the weasel. The weasel, pop pop goes the weasel. The weasel, pop pop goes the weasel. The weasel, pop goes the weasel 'cause the weasel. Go. Number one on the pop chart, but don't get on the heart. The gotta start in the ghetto. Let no one forget about the hard part. Now in '91 we got a new brand, a new band, looking like the same old clan, same old thieves that ski. So we gotta make sure that real rappers got to endure. Watch well, score more points in one period, appearing in complex structure like a pyramid the paper for the media presence you learn lessons from the face of false legend stop vexing on the skills you ain't originate the thin ice you skate upon a break and set you straight ate up on the plate now who's diesel not the weasel not the weasel Pop goes the weasel Uh Then you looped it, you looped it You boosted the record Then you looped it, you looped it Yo, I came from Cali and they hooped it, they hooped it But now you're getting sued, kinda stupid Boosted traps get slaps You got no haps to reach the four corners of the maps For the kids in Kansas To those who speak Spanish Doing crazy damage so the whack gets banished Can't manage the truth until you byway You ain't quick so you switch off the exit from a highway To rest but a cook Have to take a second look Ever heard of a chef who can't cook? But the minister prime can lay low Rip the mic and go for yours Goes for mine, I goes for mine Find the prime will eat the green eggs and swine Online like the search in a hoodie with the woody Get a disc or tape, it's Sam Goody Why'd you run through the door Some left open? Open off the scenes of the crime smoking I got puttin' them up like a scud, see? Blowing up like I'm throwing up a beef patty Sellouts run about like the measles
2: Alright, there you go. If you, if you live through this time and you saw that video, you remember that video. Henry Rollins dressing up as Vanilla Ice and getting beaten down by the band at the end of it. Good times, good times, yes. Uh, you know, and, and l- I'm just going to go on record and saying, fuck any kind of 90s nostalgia for Vanilla Ice. Pop goes the weasel, motherfucker. Okay, alright. Let's stick with the East Coast, but in more of a progressive heavy metal vein. Yeah, let's go with something completely different while not taking any kind of boat to go somewhere else. Gonna go with this one right here, and I was surprised that this one made the countdown, because I've never really pursued this band, but, you know, I just kind of put the record on. I was like, this is pretty damn good, actually. So, uh, coming in at number 52 is Fate's Warning, and their record called Parallels, came out on October 29th of 1991, co-produced by Terry Brown and Brian Slagle. Friend of a friend there, right there, yeah. All right, so... Yeah, no, I dig it, man. You know, if you're a fan of this uh, era of, like, Queensryche and early Dream Theater, this one's a layup for you. You probably already have this record. I do remember now, once I heard the track, my brain immediately went, oh, yeah, I remember this video from Headbangers Ball back in the day. And uh, I always thought it was a pretty cool song, so that's... Uh, Since this is definitely my personal history of 1991, whenever I can make it that way, and uh, even though a lot of these are albums maybe I didn't even listen to when they were out, this is an example of one of them, but I was like, hey, this song is definitely one I actually heard a lot in 1991 via the ball, so I'm going to use it on here. Here's Here's their single from the record, but most of you may not have heard it still, so this works out pretty well for Rock Strikes 10. This is Fate's Warning with Point of View. All right, there you go, Fate's Warning with Point of View from their Parallels record there in 1991. The 52nd best record of 1991, according to me. And we're going to close off today here with number 51. Speaking of Queensryche, <laughs> so I, I definitely did a little bit of extra Wikiing just out of boredom for this little entry right here because I thought this was tremendous. Uh, so I, I didn't plan it this way, so stick with me here. So we're going to talk about Great White who, you know, much like a lot of their Sunset Strip brethren, uh, you know, in the early 90s, starting to feel that decline right there commercially. And honestly, maybe a a decent amount here creatively. Uh, Their album, Hooked, which came out on February 26th of 1991, co-produced by Alan Niven and their keyboardist guitarist, Michael Lardy. Uh, Yeah, you know, three quarters good for me. I, I like Great White decently. I was never like the biggest fan. Uh, but I could definitely tell there's a drop-off here from the albums Once Bitten and Twice Shy I- into this record. Uh, there's there's some strong points on here. I mean, hell, anybody that has the good taste to cover the Angels, the Angels from Angel City, the Australian rock band, definitely gets high regard, uh, you know, in my book. But once again, speaking of Queensryche, so yes, the cover model, the controversial album cover with the woman on the fish hook, yeah, the model on there, her name is Christine Rose. She was the Jet City Woman in the Jet City Woman video by Queensryche. So there's a nice little tie-in from the last two entries right there because I made the sort of joke that if you like Queensryche, you'll like Fate's Warning. Okay, did I do okay? All right, let's get back on to Great White here. Yeah, hopefully you bought the one from the record stores and not like from Walmart and get the bad album cover with the censoring, you know, in there. Not Not fun at all. But like I said, there's there's a handful of fun songs on here. Yeah, I like the lead single, call it rock and roll. Like I said, the can't shake it, the Angels cover, man, love that. So here's a nice little closer here from Great White, with Desert Moon. <laughs> Closing off the show here tonight, that was Great White with Desert Moon from their album Hooked, 51st Best Album of 1991, according to me, myself, and I, Joey here, your friend at Rock Strikes 10. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning into the show here tonight. As the rule of countdowns go, it's only going to get better, right? So stay tuned for the top 50 albums of 1991. Hope you enjoy these Rock and Rank specials. We're going to do a lot of them for the rest of the year. It's pretty much the rest of the year here. Because I got a little behind once again. I know I mentioned that on the Odds and Ends episodes. But I hope you're enjoying these. We'll get back to some more old school themes once uh, the new year happens. And maybe I'll try to sprinkle maybe one or two in before the end of the year. Yeah, we'll see. But once again, it's all about the countdowns here for this last quarter. So yeah, come along with me. Tell your friends if uh, you had a good time in 1991. If you weren't even born in 1991, let me know. Send me some messages. I'll be happy to respond to them. Just like to hear what you're thinking out there. Of course, your favorites, your non favorites, all that kind of stuff. So, yes, share the shit out of this. Get me a job at Sirius, however you want to go about it. Okay, so till then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola.
0: We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens Ruby and Ripley get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire audio transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Strekel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast, with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.